Welcome to Fandom Chit Chat, a show where I get to vocalize anything and everything I find nerdy in the world of fandom. I'm your host, Zuhara Lee. Today we're going to be reviewing Season 1 of DC's Titans. Today with us is fellow Titan, my good friend Ish. Ish, how are you doing, brother? Doing alright, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Exhausted from work and have just enough energy to do this episode. <laughs> Let's do it. How's the middle of nowhere? Middle of nowhere is alright. It's cold, but you know, getting used to it. Guys, if we do uh, lose connection at any point, it's because he is in the middle of nowhere, so I do apologize in advance if that happens. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about season one of Titans. Um, this show had a lot of issues when the trailers first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, with anything superhero DC related, everyone kind of had their perspective from comics and other on-screen appearances. Um, our biggest comparisons for this show was the Teen Titans animated show, along with shows like Young Justice. Yeah. So, Ish, when you first saw the trailers and the behind-the-scenes images and what we were supposed to expect from the show before we saw it at all, what were your thoughts on it? As a whole, I was just thinking that this this whole show was being hyped up just in those stills. And in that trailer, like I wasn't expecting that much when it came out. Um, if you look at some of the some of the scenes, like they comment on, let's just say, for example, Starfire, they commented on her look based off of the cartoon and, um, you know, Teen Titans cartoon and Young Justice. She looked nowhere near what she's supposed to. And uh, same thing with Beast Boy, Raven. Uh, they look like they put all the money into Robin, like all the money, the the look, the the acting, the scenes. It was all about Robin. And then the then you know when the trailer came out, uh, it was it was it had some potential. I I went in and watched it open mindedly. Uh, it wasn't all. It, I wasn't expecting like so much because of kind of how DC's movies and DC itself has been leaving you wanting more. Like there's like an empty void still left over. (laughs) Um, So that's what I thought about the trailer. It's not too big, you know? Um, But if you go start with Robin, Robin, his character looked pretty cool. Uh, I like the look. I like the edginess of if you're just basing off the trailer. I like the edginess that he portrayed in that in that one line. You know, fuck Batman. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what is going to happen? That kind of got me intrigued as to what's going to lead up to it. Now, if we're going character by character, well, the next one I want to go with was Raven. What happened to the pale skin kid? You don't think she was pale? not as like the grayish scale that you see in the cartoons. That's maybe probably because I am basing it off the cartoons. Okay. Uh, They could have made her a little bit paler and kind of gave her the more Raven-esque type feel, like more purple, uh, more like uh, Raven's gothic. So more, more like, Oh, I'm going, everything is dark. No, something like that. But I understand that, um, if we're basing it off the trailer, uh, they didn't want to give too much out. Yeah. 
And then Beast Boy was a very big disappointment. He looked like a Power Ranger. What is his name? Trip from Time Force. He looks like Trip from Time Force. I'm just ready to. I, I wanted to see his Ranger form come out <laughs> in the trailer. Green Ranger. <laughs> the Green Ranger from Time Force. Uh, the hair. You know, everyone everyone should know like the background of Beast Boy. You know, uh, got his you know got an accident, um, got his blood transferred from Miss Martian, and boom, his screen his excuse me his skin turned green, and now he can change. Uh, but it didn't show that in a trailer. It just showed green hair and some little skater boy, looked like a. Look like a um yeah like a skater boy or a motocross guy I should say that like a motocross kid. Yeah, I didn't even know that was his background until Young Justice. Like from Teen Titans, I don't think that was ever clarified. And I think I've made this clear in other casts that like I don't really have much comic book background. Mm-hmm. I kind of base things off of shows and just kind of what I read from here and there more than anything else. Yeah, but yeah, I was really surprised to learn that was his background. Yeah, um, you know. The was it Young Justice kind of showed that the most was how he got into his accident and they needed a blood transfusion. Miss Martian was there and boom, you know, Beast Boy came about. <clears throat> uh, but he was a kind of a disappointment in the trailer, the way he looked, the first looks. Um, I'll make my own comments about him as we get on, as we continue on when we watch the show. But yeah, he just looked, I think the internet exploded when the trailer came out and even the stills that he looked like a power ranger. That was like the first thing I saw all over social media. And then the next one, Oh, Starfire. (laughs) Starfire. Now the actress, um, they picked a, you know, Starfire in the cartoons is, you know, Nightwing's love and and Robin's you know the original Robin's little love interest and so she's supposed to be attractive so Starfire is attractive but she's supposed to be from another planet and orange what happened you could still use the actress but make her orange I was waiting for that whole like when I saw it I was like okay maybe they're just showing the stills without the special effects I think that was a thing for Beast Boy too. It's like, oh, maybe he'll be green once you start watching. Yeah, um, uh, uh, this is you know just a little bit off topic, but like you know, so, so there was that whole Aladdin thing. Will Smith is not blue. Yeah, he's going to be blue. We, Calm I thought, <laughs> I thought Beast Boy and Starfire were supposed to be their colors. Yeah, maybe they were showing it without the special effects. I was like, all right, maybe during the show it'll come about eh, not 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 too keen on that but with starfire i don't get why they made her look like a hooker <laughs> yeah they didn't do too good with with her character and i was expecting the um you know uh if you're we're just staying solely on the trailer right now but i was expecting when she at least had her speaking lines the um the broken type english that we know Starfire to have in the cartoons. Yeah. You know, um, she only said a few lines in the, in the, in the trailer, but it was like straight up. I know how to speak English. I'm good to go. But there was nothing. I think they just captured the aura of teen Titans and kind of 
threw it all in a blender and was like, whatever comes out, let's just put more money into Robin and the rest will finagle here and there. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I was also expecting maybe just in the, in the trailer and maybe in the season, a cameo of, uh, cyborg. Okay. You know? Cause in the teen Titans, there's cyborg. If you remember the cartoons, like the good ones, not the cheesy little ones today. I mean, there are they, they're still okay, but like the good ones back in the day. Cyborg I have was my there. Own thoughts on that entirely. <laughs> um, Cyborg was there. Yeah. So at least you know maybe something like a, a little a, a taste of like season two if they come out with one. Cyborg is in there somewhere, and they should have showed that in the trailer, like. Cyborg can come in and now we have season two and a full Teen Titan team. That would be good just because like it was a new show that took a very different direction and all the speculation that it had, like maybe if they had Cyborg, there was there, there it was a higher risk of getting messed up Yeah, because, you know, we have to introduce all these because it wasn't even just the four, like more characters are introduced, more stuff is going on. Mm hmm. And the storyline is it's actually very tight. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so I was okay with Cyborg not being in it, but I do agree that I would like to see him. Yeah. I think that the reason why they didn't have Cyborg because of the Justice League movie. But if they had just a little snippet. Yeah. Like just, just you know, a couple seconds. You know, they brought him in. Hey, uh, you know, Batman, you guys are forming a team. You know, uh, maybe Batman sent me over here, or the Justice yeah. League has been looking at you. I'm going to take care of you guys. Something at the end. It's like, oh, you know, Cyborg can get into it. But I understand that DC's saving that. Cyborg has his own movie coming out and all that other stuff. So they probably, that's why they probably nixed him from anything that has to do with the Titans show. What was it? Uh, which movie was it? Justice League Doom, I think, was when Cyborg was like a Titan. Mm-hmm. And he was like a consultant for the Justice League. And then like, I spoiler for Justice League Doom, towards the end, they were just like, oh, we're going to make him a Titan now. Like, I think he was the only one or one of the primary ones that was kind of like back and forth between both teams. Yeah, I think he was like the liaison. Like, you know, I can. Even the, the animated series, he was back and forth too, right? Correct. Or the animated movies, the current like animated universe going on. Yes, he was. Well, because hmm. I, I, I think it was. I think it was Teen Titans versus Justice League. Yeah, he, he was, was against like, he was against the uh, the Justice League. You know, he was on the Teen Titans side more. Yeah. Um there's definitely a lot of like a big realm of possibilities with Cyborg and once they start getting themselves established I would like to see that on there. Yeah, that would be a good little thing. So, I mean, based off the trailer that's like my opinion on it is just, you know, there was I know in trailers they try to put the hottest stuff and leave, leave, you know, like a worm dangling on a hook. They you want more. Yeah. Um, but first impressions to me, it just felt like they put all the money onto Robin. And uh, I was very okay with that. Yeah. But you know, I still wanted to see beast boy green and Starfire orange. Yeah. Um, at least some sort of iconic colors, not just, a remnants of how they're supposed to be like, you know, beast boy's hair was like neon green. He really looked like a power ranger. <laughs> no joke. 
like time force go but <laughs> i don't i don't know what the actual thing to say is but i'm just waiting for him to morph and then starfire like i don't know if you remember when that first still of starfire came out Mm-mm. internet just went freaking ballistic she looks like a hooker she don't look good she looks cheap um what is going on why are they ruining the titans well that was my thought process as well because remember the stills came out before the trailer yeah i was watching with my buddy today and the second that starfire scene came up the first thing he said is she a prostitute yeah like uh so, I mean, if you take a layman, like someone who doesn't know too much about Titans or if they're under a rock, they should, they, should, <laughs> they wouldn't know about Titans. Take a layman and introduce them to this Titans show, this darker version of Titans, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, first thing would probably think of Starfire as a prostitute. Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. Um, and, and a beast boy looking like he, did look like a uh, like a little brother of a motocross guy, like trying to live in a shadow. Yeah, uh, Power Ranger, and then Raven. I understand she was getting into her powers and everything off the trailer, and you know things were going to be focused on her and her battle between Trigon and all that other fun stuff. But they could have just done just a little bit more of uh, maybe showing like the um, the Raven behind her you know like in in the cartoons every time she used her powers boom a raven would kind of appear and then the power would shoot out and destroy a bad guy maybe if they showed something like that instead of her looking like uh she's phasing in and out of uh dimensions yeah so but yeah man that's that like that's my opinion on the trailer but like they just dumped it into robin which i thought everything if it was based off of how robin looked Everybody else would look good. But then the other stills came out and I was kind of disappointed. And same thing with the trailer. It was like, ugh. Oh, man. So. But yeah, I I don't know. After watching the trailer, I was just open-minded and just hopeful that the show wouldn't be turned into how the original Titans, the way they were drawn was turned into like a kitty type show. I didn't mm-hmm. want this to be like, Hey, a dark kitty version of Titans. And then everything gets ruined. It actually was quite the leap because like our initial stuff is from the teen Titans animated series. And then they went to young justice, which was great action, great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that got canceled. And then you go from like this flat line of awesomeness to just going down, in my opinion, down to Teen Titans Go, oh, where just super so much goofy. garbage. Batman is like so dorky looking. Like I had more face palms than I had laughs when I watched that show. Yeah. And then it goes just into this dark zone of Titans. So I'm gonna give my spiel on the on the trailer real quick. Okay. Um, agree. When I saw Robin. I thought he looked fantastic. I liked how the colors weren't super bright because that doesn't make sense for a vigilante who's trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Um, When he said, fuck Batman, then I was like, 
okay, he's not like the optimistic Dick mm-hmm. Grayson. This is like straight breakup rage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> breakup so rage. it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, mm-hmm. but I was okay with it. Like, okay, this is a different direction. I'm all right with that. Um, I liked the look of Raven when I first saw her in the trailer because, because they made it clear, like she was significantly younger than, uh, Robin that she, that she was trying to get his help for stuff that they didn't state. And even like, I like that the modern approach that they took mm-hmm. and like, she doesn't know about her power. She's trying to learn it. So, okay. The enchantments weren't there. She was wearing a hoodie instead of actually having a cloak. Yeah. But I'm I'm not a big horror fan because I'm really uh squeamish. <laughs> but like the effects and stuff that they showed in the trailer of like her eyes getting dark and like kind of like the darkness and the way that she was kind of like using like um like her projection and whatnot, like yeah. I was blown away with that. I was like, okay, I'm sold on these two characters already. I'm excited for this show. Mm. And then they switch over to Starfire and Beast Boy. And I was like, what on earth is that? <laughs> like, because it one of the things that was going around on the Internet when Prostitute Starfire came out was We're a picture a of. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it was a picture of the actress and somebody had photoshopped her to look like Starfire. Yeah. And everybody got super excited because they were like, oh, she's yeah, gorgeous. Like, that. this look looks great. She dyed the hair. They put the outfit on. Yeah. And everybody was stoked. And then it was one of those things like what we expected and what we got. Yeah. It was a fan made, so was fan like, made, a, oh, no. a fan made picture, if I remember correctly. Yep. Like, they did, whoever did that did a good job. Yep. Yeah. Um, Beast Boy, yeah, like I was kind of bummed out he wasn't green. I I I didn't have negative thoughts on him, but I also didn't know what to expect either. Um, so the trailer, it was more of like, okay, I'm excited to see Robin and Raven. Let's kind of see what happens with Starfire and Beast Boy. Yeah. Um, I remember a while back, like before any of this Titan stuff happened, me and my friend just randomly, I think it was when Daredevil was starting to get really hype. Okay. Um, uh, me and my friend were talking about like, it would be cool if there was like a Netflix show that kind of showed like the origins of all the Robins. Oh, that'd be cool. That's yeah, a lot so, of origin stories though. <laughs> sorry. That's a lot of, I'm sorry if I cut out. Um, that's a lot of origin stories. If we're going to do origins of all Robins. Okay. Well, <laughs> For me, it was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and Damian Wayne. Okay. So, like, an origin story of those, like, a mini series on each one. Okay, that'd be cool. Yes. Um, I kind of lost track with where I was going with that. But yeah, so we kind of got like when when I when I saw this trailer, it was like, okay, maybe I might get a little version of that with um, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's, let's actually go into the show now. Okay. Um, so full spoiler warning for anything, uh, Titan season one, young justice, teen Titans, um, and possibly the animated universe going on right now. So overall thoughts of season one, what did you think? I was actually entertained I wouldn't say like blown out of the water with it, but it, it kept me in. So like, um, 
like what we said earlier about how they put little tidbits in there. Oh, there was so much more and so much darker. I didn't think they would take it that dark. Um, I didn't think they were going to show like throats getting slit and, you know, people's, uh, people's guts coming on the floor. And, and it was actually really entertaining. Um, yeah. In terms of action, I don't think rated R cuts it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of action, it was, it was cool. Um, I believe you mentioned earlier the storyline. The storyline was pretty tight, pretty solid. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, uh, overall, I'd give it like a B plus, um, maybe an A minus, but I thought solid B plus because, you know, they could have done more. Well, uh, so, all right, let's break this down. Robin with the season. I like how he was trying to find himself, how he was, um, getting a little darker, how they showed how he was dark and why he had to leave the team, uh, the dynamic duo and stuff like that. But, um, sometimes he was in that. And I like how he had to keep... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut ahead, you but... off. I like how he had to keep like proving it to people too. Like when he was talking to Don, mm-hmm. um, the little uh, conversations with the detective that he had to work with, it's like, oh, he didn't get along with his partner in Gotham. Yeah. And how he had to tell Don, it's like, no, I'm a lot darker than I was. When he had to talk to Donna Troy, yeah, like I got darker, I got darker, and everybody like, like how he had to like prove that to people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make me show it. Don't make me show it. And then they would be left with their jaws dropped. Like, oh, my. <laughs> you wouldn't God. like it when Robin gets angry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I, I did like how, for Robin's character, they did show his battle between him trying to be normal and him fighting with his vigilante, excuse me, his darker vigilante side mm-hmm. uh you know when one of that was that scene downstairs when he just beats all those guards senseless like and then he gets up like yeah okay that's just me um that was that was kind of that was real dark i think i rewinded that scene about three four times when i watched it it was oh my god it was brutal like Everything leading up to it, because, like, this was following the whole team getting, like, severely tortured. Mm -hmm. Um, So during his torture process, like, he was having flashbacks of things that had happened with Batman. Yep. And his parents' murder. And they had just gotten out of the situation. Everyone's pissed off. Everyone's stressed out. Like, it's the point where the heroes are all at their worst. And just that look on his face of... Like, okay, we're going to fight as a team. And his eyes are just like, nah, I got this. Yeah. Like, that was his breaking He's point. slowly creeping up. Like, it reminded me of the the Daredevil hallway scene a little bit. Not to the same, like, length. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that that heat of, like, you can feel the tension, like, coming out of the TV. It starts making you, like, sit to It's like, what is he about to do? Yeah, and he just beats them senseless, like. Like it was not, and it wasn't just like, um, so if you think about how Batman's number one rule, like no killing, no killing, no killing, no killing, but he can hurt you enough to make sure you want to die. (laughs) Yeah. But he went above and beyond that. He didn't care what he did. Like he was, Robin was not there. That was the shell of Robin. And that was just pure anger coming out and just beating people. That's just my opinion on it. Like he, 
was on autopilot of show no mercy. Yeah. Show no mercy. And I don't care what's going to happen to me. I'm just wearing this because it's a costume to cover my face right now. This R on my chest doesn't mean anything. That. One of the things that I really liked about um, Batman v Superman mm-hmm. was when they first started talking about Batman, like just saying his name, like made people start shaking. Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, it's the bat. Like things are going to get really, really bad when he's around. And without having to say anything, they brought that vibe over to this version of Robin. Correct. I agree. When, when he walks up, when he walks in, in that, in that basement scene, mm-hmm. Like I started feeling those chills of like, oh, this isn't going to be good, (laughs) which is and this is like uh, I'm trying to think like how many episodes this is probably like the middle of the season. Yeah. So about episode okay doesn't show the episode numbers, but yeah, about halfway into the season. So the very first time that you see Robin in an action scene, like nobody's taking him seriously. No, there's uh, a drug deal going on in an alley. Robin comes out. And he was like, drop the guns, drop the drugs, and just leave. And everyone's like, oh shit, it's Robin, where's Batman? Yeah, that's the first thing. No one's pointing a gun at him. They're looking up at the rooftops. They're going around. And it's like, oh, little birdie's by himself. It's like, oh, little birdie's about to whoop your ass. Pretty much. Um, When he dropped in, that like, I think that was the scene that they kind of showed in the trailer. And that was that iconic, you know, it's now iconic, fuck Batman. From Titans, and yeah. it's from Robin himself, and I think that was like his. Um, I think what the the writers and the producers and the director wanted to show for that—that's his first time, kind of maybe cracking out of his shell since he's been on his own. Hello, did I cut out? Excuse me. Oh no, sorry, I had a cough. Oh. I like muted myself. Okay, for a I think that's like the first time they they wanted to show him cracking out of his shell. For him to be solo. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I loved the suit, the way it looked. And the lighting, his action scenes, uh, if it was a stunt double or the actor himself, I like how he fought. You know, yeah. we're both martial artists. We know what to look for. We've seen some stuff. And, I mean, we're not professionals, but we, it's like, wow, that, that was a clean move. You know, that, that, yeah, exactly. that could happen. Or, you know, they, geez, who whoever swung that looked like they connected, you know, and that could hurt somebody in real life. And then I also loved how his gadgets came out, the staff, the, the R I would have never thought the R would have like ejected and popped out and been a star, you know, before in like some cartoons, they, he peels it off and it becomes some other stuff, but to be a blade, a Robin mm-hmm. ring, <laughs> to be a, to be like a shuriken. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. The first imagery of it was really cool because first he throws a smoke bomb and then like you see them all flying in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And then the targeting was on point too. Like it, you know, it went for the hand. It went for like very vital points because he has to deal with guns without having guns. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he was going to points like that where it's like to make their use of the gun immobile was like really, this is really cool imagery. And even when he was saving um, Hank and Dawn, mm-hmm. Like the one that went straight into his eye. <laughs> that was awesome. That like 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 that. Um, we watched the first two episodes before I recorded because I had a friend over mm-hmm. who had never seen it, and I've been like trying to talk people into watching this because it's worth watching. Yeah. 
Uh, even he just went like, oh, because like and he just casually just goes up, pulls it out of his eye, yep. throws it back onto his chest and just goes, You're welcome. Pretty much like, eh, this is nothing. But uh, like the the um, so take his fighting style. You know, it's it's more like we've I don't know if you've ever played the games, but and also watched uh, watched how he fought in uh, Teen Titans and in Young Justice. Um, it is based off martial, real martial arts styles, and particularly FMA, which is our style that we take. And if you look at his the clean the cleanliness of the moves, for our listeners, that stands for Filipino martial arts. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, the cleanliness of the moves, it didn't look whoever if if it was the actor or the stunt double, and then the guys who were getting their butts whooped, they had what practiced that on point because it looked like everything flowed. It didn't look like a dance. It didn't look like his hand was preempt. Uh, uh, I'm all tongue twisted. It didn't look like his hand was going up early to already block a punch or block a kick, or he was already down on the ground. And then the guy realized, Oh, I need to kick above his head. Nothing cheesy. It was actually pretty smooth. And that was, and there wasn't anything like super extravagant either. Like they were just straight punches locks just street fight really yeah it was a brawl um even the part where he pulls out his uh his staff but it's like short at this point Mm -hmm. and he's dealing with two people at once that's stuff that you and me have had to practice in class before where it's like one person versus two opponents correct you're not going to stick with one person and the other person is just going to be standing there like he's dealing he's going like one two Go to this person. Let me deal with the knife. One, two, three. Okay, this person's coming back. Let me throw him into him. And then he just pulls out the staff and it goes into both of their faces and knocks them out. I was like, whoa. Yes. That is awesome. So when that happened, that reminded me of how um, – now, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played like any of the Arkham games. Uh, hmm. They have him in there, Nightwing himself, and he does have his uh, his sticks, his Arnes, his Screamer sticks. And – he does, you can switch characters from Batman to Nightwing and the way he fought going from one character or one opponent, another opponent's coming. He turns around and focuses on them. It's not just one-on-one. It's one-on-two, one-on-three. And the way he was bouncing around felt like the video game, which was really cool because I, I, I have them all. I've played them all, beat them all. The fighting style. Just start from for me. <laughs> uh, the fighting style was just it reminded me of that like he wasn't particularly focusing on one like you've seen in some other movies they could focus on one guy the other guy's waiting 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 here's my cue let me jump in no like you said earlier yeah. another guy's sitting there he gets up he's trying to fight Robin Robin turns around elbows him knocks the other guy primary guy out flips around focuses attention on there There, it's just a way a street fight well I wouldn't say that's more of a, uh, of an extreme street fight, but that's the way a street fight would be if it's one versus more than one. It's showing a good perspective of like him at like Dick Grayson as a martial artist mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everybody he's fighting is a martial artist. Correct. It is showing that environment of someone who has um, skill training versus street thugs or people who are too reliant on their firearms or their knives. Mm-hmm. But where he's just like, Oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. And, um, I was actually thinking about Arkham Knight cause Arkham Knight's the only one that I've mm-hmm. played. 
as I was watching that when he um when he used his grappling hook mm-hmm. and it went through the the trash can or the barrel whatever it was and he like swung it back and knocked them yes. out. Yes. Like, beautiful, beautiful use of like um improvised weaponry, using things that are around you. He had the smoke screen up, so that sense of confusion of like knocking people out so that you can just go to who you need to go mm-hmm. to. Yes. And um, when he grabbed the guy's face and just slammed it into a brick wall and slid it down, it's like, yeah, brick wall works. It's there. Might as well use it. Yeah, but you the broken glass off of the um car windows there. Might as well use it. So when he took the glass and just, oh man, it, it the whole fight scene would look just seamless, and like you said earlier, like the video game. Yeah, but to me, when he was using the smoke bombs and everything, that's still Batman in the background of him. Because oh, yeah. remember, Batman uses smoke bombs to create more fear, anxiety, paranoia. Like, where is this going to come from? And that's what Robin still used. You know, I'm going to throw the smoke bomb here. I'm going to create chaos in a smoke form. And I'm going to take one out at a time. Why am I going to fight them all if they can see me? But the smoothness of that fight, even throughout the whole series, the whole the whole series uh, season, was really good. At least the fight scenes with Robin and whoever he's fighting, I, I loved it. Um, and he yeah. even has to bring up like I was turning too much into him, so mm-hmm. it makes you wonder like how crazy was Batman getting? And then you see those scenes, and it's like. Well, this is Robin trying to hold himself back. Like, what did Batman turn into? Well, now, there is a strong opinion on that one from me. Okay. If Robin is holding back and, and you're asking what how dark Batman is getting. Now, if we're going to, if you want to shift it on how dark Batman is getting, dark Batman, you know, like in Batman versus Superman. He got dark. You know, he was in that place where he was etching, or excuse me, the blowtorching his batterings and making his mark on every bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it comes to a question is then brought up with this Titan series. Where does this Titan series fall in the timeline of how Batman was? If saying if the, if they're saying that Robin is this dark and he's holding back, how dark is Batman now? And where was this time? Where where was this Titans version in the whole DC timeline? Or are they making yeah. a new version? I would say that it is um, a different universe, especially with how they address um, a lot of the popular Batman characters. Like they've mm-hmm. mentioned Joker quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I want to say it's a different universe. But I think um, Batfleck is a good um, point of reference of what we could see the direction of like Batman being at this point in terms of the anger, um, how Mm -hmm. he treats the vigilantes. And one of the big things I actually want to talk about, this might be a good transition is the state of Gotham at this point. Oh, how crumbly and destroyed it is. The way that this is the best depiction of Gotham I have ever seen like i saw else when i saw elsewhere i was like oh man like this really gives some perspective to gotham and then i saw this and i was like elseworlds wasn't like they didn't even poke it no they didn't even poke the the dingy the down the like 
like worn down Gotham that they showed in Titans. So like if this is how Gotham is, like the Dark Knight trilogy didn't go this dark. Batman nope. v Superman didn't go this dark. Elseworlds nope. didn't go this dark. I have never seen a depiction of Gotham that was this just Gotham. I like, just set a bar of how low Gotham has gotten. And if this is how Bruce Wayne City is, like it makes sense. Like that must be frustrating as hell. No, there there is a version of it in the if you want to do the the DC animated movies, I would say the version that came out was when the uh, the DC animated movie Dark Knight Returns. It was that dingy. Um, now, Dark Knight Returns, the two part series, uh, the two part movie series, when it when it introduced the female Robin, uh, that was it was very dark. But I'm going off of a novel now that I have. It's it is the Batman Dark Knight series, and this is a novel that has no pictures. It's it's uh, it's actually a graphic novel. The way they read it, the description of it, um, how dark and dingy and run down Batman got. Now this could be also the it it depicted it showed this after Bane broke Batman's back, mm-hmm. and how. You know, uh, Batman had to go travel and, and, and basically heal himself. Not the way they showed in the trilogy, in the Nolan trilogy, but basically go heal himself. Which The Nolan it... trilogy was literally the logic of because he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in in this novel, they brought in Azazel. Um, okay. Azazel. I, I can't even pronounce his name. Um, but the other version, you know, the, the guy uh, who came in to take over for Batman while he was gone. Yeah. And so during that time when Batman, the transition between Batman and when I cannot pronounce his name, I'm just going to go with Azazel. I think it's Azazel. Um, Let's call him Ezzy. Ezzy. During that transition time, Gotham knew Bane took over and Gotham went to shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what was shown you know the imagery in my head the way the words were written that's the way it was shown like it was shown how titans showed it crime is everywhere where the hell is batman this is going on where the hell is batman i know batman's not around i can do this but then if batman comes around all hell breaks loose but the way they showed gotham and titans batman wasn't around it's like he gave up yeah and um, I know we're doing our episode on Elseworlds another day, mm-hmm. but I think it is a good uh, point to bring up. So some spoilers for um, CW's Elseworlds uh, crossover event. When Batgirl was talking about it, like that really gave a lot of perspective on where Bruce Wayne has been all this time. Yeah. Um, because they, they rarely ever, they, they brought up Bruce Wayne a couple of times, but she like the, the emotion that, what was her name? Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The emotion that Kate was talking about him. Like we, we grew up looking at our city from this window and after Batman left, like Bruce couldn't take it anymore. So if you take the way that she described it, the heartache that she spoke with that, like it got so bad that Batman left and you put like that emotion into the imagery that, titans actually show that like 
that's a lot of heartbreak that you feel for Bruce Wayne within a couple of weeks of like both of these things airing at the same time. True, but I think that if we're going to go, we're going to dabble a little bit on the Elseworlds. If you look in the backgrounds of some of the Elseworlds stuff, you see Bane's mask. Yeah. I think that this is the part where they're going to show, because I mean, and then we're, I want I want to touch on Gotham. I want to touch on Gotham. If you look at those three things, those, the, those two things, uh, Bane's mask. And then in Gotham series now, Spoiler alert, uh, whoever hasn't kept up with it, even in the trailer. What season are we on, like six? Mm, I think this is the fifth season. No, yeah, okay. six, start of six. I haven't watched in a couple, so I'm lost, but um, go on. In the trailer, I'll just say the trailer, it shows Bane in the trailer. Mm. And as we all know, with our history of Batman, Bane gets it, breaks Batman's back. So I'm thinking that this timeline that the CW that Gotham and Titans are showing is the missing portion of when Batman is trying to heal himself that Bane maybe might come into play uh, in any of these um, in any of these uh, uh, shows that I never thought about that and now I'm like 10 times sadder (laughs) yeah because um, in the Elseworlds spoiler in in the background, the Easter egg, you see Bane's mask. And then you hear um, Ruby Rose is her character. Um, so um, you might see this in the background, uh, the Bane's mask, and you might, in, in the trailer of the new Gotham, you will see Bane. And so in Elseworlds, they touched that like, hey, Batman is gone. He's been gone for a couple years. In the comic books and in the novel that I was referring to, it takes him a while to heal himself. And so this is the transition point. I think that this is the part where Batman's not around and all hell is breaking loose. And that is yeah. the what they're showing in the Titans show how messed up Gotham has gotten. And coming back into Titans, there's two lines that uh, I want to look into because they really did set the tone. Mm -hmm. And the first one is when he gets in the taxi from the airport. Okay. And he says, I want to go downtown. I don't go downtown. All right. Midtown. No, I don't go midtown. Can you take me uptown? Yeah, sure. Can you recommend any good hotels? Yeah, the uh, um, Four Seasons in Boston. It's a good four hours away. It's probably the safest hotel you'll find. <laughs> Damn! What the heck? And then driving to the, the alley, there's people like fighting in front of the taxi. They get thrown into the taxi. Um, prostitutes, drug dealers all around him. Dick looks like he's about to... You know, Dick Grayson's done some pretty bad things at this point. And like, even looking at his city coming back in, like he looks nauseous in the back of that in that cab true and then they, they pull up to the hotel and he comes up and he was like hey i need a room yeah how many hours it's like no i need a hotel for the night and then the guy like stands up he gets all proper like oh 
haven't had anybody stay for the night in a while. Yeah. He charges the guy like extra for sheets. Like, did you want clean sheets? That's that's six bucks. Yeah. Uh, that whole scene was like the, um, I guess, I forgot what hotel he pulled up. I think it showed the name, maybe. But the area that he's supposed to be in is supposed to be the 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 upper side of Gotham. He said he was uptown. I yeah. don't know if that says anything, but no. So the uptown, you know, usually if you think of cities, you got uptown, midtown, and like, hey, let me go to the slums. So uptown should be, you know, the upper Richie part of every, of you know, of Gotham. Well, now you have this nice hotel turned into a pretty much a brothel, a rental. Yeah. And that's why the guy got excited, and like, oh my gosh, I have a real customer instead of. Someone bringing in Starfire and having their way. <laughs> so. I find it funny that he still has to be like dressed up for a job in such a gringy neighborhood too. Oh, still got to get paid. Still got to wear the uniform. Yep. You know, I, I don't know if he gets paid, but yeah, I, the way they showed Gotham is to me a for uh, what's a foretelling of you know Batman his back being broken by Bane. Or even at this point in Titans, like, you know, Batman's still around. He's still active. Um, but this, uh, th- this part of the conversation started with like, what made Batman go so low? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was like dealing with the Joker. Even um, when they showed the scene, it was a flashback when it was kind of establishing the relationship between Robin and uh, Donna, Donna Troy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he came in pissed and he was like, the Joker did this. He killed this many people. And you see like the shock in his eyes. Like that's a lot for him to have to deal with um, as a child for one. But at this point, Batman is his superior. So Batman has nobody to blame. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is on his shoulders because of, his moral of not wanting to kill because of, you know, letting these villains go. Um, they, they really like without having to directly say what Batman is going through or share any of this stuff. Like they did a really good job of depicting it just from Dick Grayson's dialogue. Very true. But um, I'll have to, I'm going to agree and then I'm going di- to disagree. I'm going to okay. agree how they showed how ba- how dark Batman has gotten or how Batman is letting Gotham go. Mm-hmm. But then I want to disagree because um, I don't like you, you said you you're basing your knowledge off of teen Titans shows and what you've seen in movies and some comics you've read here and there. I'm going to, um, after we're done, I'm going to send you a link to the novel that I've read and I, I recommend you picking it up. Sure. Um, the novel in there, after Bane breaks his back and Azazel takes over, Azazel, I can't get his name right. After as he takes over, he crosses that boundary of killing, and he's wearing the mantle of the Bat. Because remember, Batman is an image. It's not. It's not just Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, later on in this, in, in uh, some of the animated series, Dick Grayson takes over as Batman, and. You know, it's just, it's Batman is a symbol. So you never know because Dick has been gone for how long. You never know how it is or who's in that, excuse me, you never know who's in that mask 
actually mm-hmm. doing, you know, be, actually being Batman? And is he being Batman the way we think he's supposed to be, or is he being the way Batman he wants to be? I'm thinking that the person that's in that mask is not the real one. I think Batman is still healing, and I think that might be Azazel as well. Like I, I started putting things together, you know, prepping for this little for this podcast and stuff, and that the novel came to mind. Some of the series came to mind. Uh, some of my comic book references in my head. I think that the grungy uh, Gotham and the killing that Batman is doing or, uh, you know, the borderline killing is not real Bruce Wayne. I think it's, uh, Azazel, um, or Ezzy <laughs> and he's doing it. And Robin doesn't know this yet. So since we're talking about, um, Batman's darkness mm-hmm. and his, um, his fighting style, crossing the edge, the line that he's crossed. Um, the last episode of this season is kind of like a dream world for Dick Grayson. Correct. Uh, he's trying. Um, at this point, Azareth has been summoned. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the threat of the season is now present. Robin goes in to try to uh, save Raven because they had just discovered. Um, what was going on? He goes in and then he gets stuck in this dream sequence. Um, and that dream sequence is where we get to see Gotham. It's where we see um, Batman crossing the line. We get to see, we hear that Alfred is dead. Mm-hmm. We hear Gordon is dead. Yep. Um, Lucius Jason Fox. Todd is crippled. Yeah, Lucius Fox is dead. I think this is more of a geeking out than it is um, working on the character. What did you think of that, of, of Batman in that sequence of like what happened with the Joker and what happened with the FBI and the police and everything that happened in Dick Grayson's fantasy of like this dark side of how he sees Batman's darkness, because a lot of this is, this is coming from Dick's uh, soul. It's coming from, the way, like how he perceives everything at this point. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about this, this nightmare sequence? That's what I was about to call it. I don't think it was, you know, a fantasy. I think this is cause it is Trigon that's supposed to come out and, you know, it is Trigon that came out and the episode, the, the last bit of the episode prior to this last one was like wanting Dick on his side. Mm-hmm. And, but he wants the evil version of Dick. So, boom, dream state, nightmare state. So, this this depicts and kind of like shows a little bit of what I was talking about. Um, a lot of people were saying like, this is, this is Robin's worst fears coming into, uh, into quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, into fruition. This is his worst fears that he comes back to Gotham and he is in this shit show that he's left that Batman has left in his wake. Everyone. And he's like married with a kid in this nightmare sequence too. Yeah. He's married to, um, to, to, uh, Don, right? Dawn. Yeah. He's married to Don. He has a kid, mm-hmm. a second one on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is good with Raven <laughs> and, and Hart. <laughs> 
they're both in college. Um, and then Jason Todd rolls up in a wheelchair and he's like, yeah, Bat- they didn't have guns before. Things have gotten bad. Batman's ready to kill the Joker because he's he's just done. Yeah. See, so that, that kind of throws everything uh, out of out of sequence, because remember, Jason Todd, Red Hood, all that other fun stuff. What happened with him and the Joker? So we can go off on another podcast on that stuff, but specifically with this last scene, with this last uh, episode, I think that this is Trigon making Dick live his worst nightmare slowly. Because if you look how slow it started, it started off like a good dream. I'm with Dawn, I have my kid, my kid on the way, I have house payments, I'm supposed to paint a room, Uh, you know, happy little arguments of painting a room, and then here comes Jason Todd, a monkey wrench in everything. Hey, come back to Gotham. The last thing Dick wanted to do was go back to Gotham in any way. If you remember some of the episodes, he's like, I don't want to go back there. Uh... And he kind of had the the pressure of everything being on his shoulder because, like Jason kept saying, it's like everybody else is dead. Like he only listens to you. Yeah. Like if something bad happens, you're responsible for this. And he's laying no pressure. Yeah. Jason Jason Todd was laying it on super thick. Like, hey, you need to go back there and save Gotham, which is not something he wanted to do. He wanted to get that's Batman's job. He wanted to get out of Batman's shadow. And so Trigon, to me, made dick live his nightmare and then finally give in to his nightmare because yes in this series jason or excuse me uh dick wanted to kill he almost he pretty much did kill but not out of uh pure blind fury and pure rage but that's what he did to batman like he just with no mercy just stomped on him pretty much yeah that was one of the things was like he kept taking the right path and then trigon just kind of like switched it up and like added a factor to make him go down the direction that he wanted Mm -hmm. but like i know they couldn't show too much of batman because of all the legal politics of you can use this but you can't do this but first off i wasn't expecting to see batman at all in the show. No, not a bit. I know it was super limited in terms of like you didn't see a face, there was no character, there was no dialogue, but like his incorporation was phenomenal. Like Joker being in the hospital bed mm-hmm. and Jason just talking to him, not even from just the hospital bed, but from the um when he was by the clock tower, just Jason talking like, dude, it's gonna be okay, talk to me, you don't have to go down this route. Mm-hmm. And Batman just comes in, you see the battering, and it's just in the Joker's chest. <laughs> that was dark yes well and then you go and then you transfer over to uh arkham asylum and he was like oh he didn't just stop there he went on a killing spree you see um two-face um yeah you see two-face you see the coin sitting there and just blood all over i think you see um, crane i think you see, uh the, the puppet master yeah scarface yep yeah, that's his name. Okay, that's what I was. His name. I was the puppet. Is, the puppet is Scarface. The the duo of puppet and the puppet guy, the puppeteer, is the puppet master. Yeah. So you see the pup, the silhouette of it, and the puppet just laying there. Mm-hmm. And you see, um, and you see his the puppeteer like a little bit away from him. So he just went on this murder spree, and then 
oh my god so back to action action scene of batman taking on the police police and the fbi oh that was nice so well done like this really 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 put in like how dark batman has gotten like if you just put i guess him not killing the people like to going that to that extent of violence but just not killing them i could see why dick doesn't want to go down that road yeah i agree to that um the the scene when batman dropped in has depicted and showed a, a, a like a pay of homage to some of the other Batmans, Tim, uh, uh, Burton's Batman, Nolan's Batman, and you know Batfleck. You know when they all drop in the middle, where Batfleck came out of the floor, that was how he came down. It's like an iconic move, and I paid homage to yeah. it. And then he just whooped butt, just nonstop. It was like what thirty guys, and it was. <laughs> He yep. took him out, no problem. The only thing that took him down was, was a like, piece of the building. And then even, um, like, we were talking about, like, Robin's preparedness and his tech and whatnot. Starfire comes up. She's ready to go. She's like, okay, I'm just going to blow him to bits. And he turns around with a cold gun. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Batman, you knew. Well, you were ready for this. You are, like. He's the world's greatest detective. You are the world's greatest tactician. Like, just that whole scene blew me away. It was so well done. Like imagine if they actually had an actor and a character and dialogue to work with. Yeah. There's so much potential for the show. It's insane. Um, it, the, the last, the thing about that, that um, like Batman has. So what was that? What was it? Batman Do- or justice league doom uh, for the DC animated verse animated universe. Yeah, that was the one where um, Batman has like everyone's weaknesses yep. and the- a contingency plan for everybody if they want Rogue. So that so yep. that means Batman knew about Starfire, and I bet if Beast Boy or Raven was there, uh, he would have had something for them too. Mm-hmm. Because even in um, uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, when like Bruce he, Batman saw it coming, it's like, oh, I'm about to get possessed, and I'm gonna have to fight the Titans. I already have a contingency to knock myself out because I'm probably more dangerous than Superman and Wonder Woman are. Correct. That was that was a yeah because that's how I saw that scene. Just being a huge Batman. Fan. I, I would I would have to agree with you on that. Um, Batman has so if you went from Batman Doom, Batman Doom has a contingency plan for everybody, every single mm-hmm. meta human that he's ever encountered and probably has not encountered or heard about, he has something for the it. Justice, the Justice League at this point was Flash, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Wonder Woman. Cyborg. Cyborg um, was just coming into play at that time. Yeah. So he didn't have like a contingency plan for Cyborg yet. Uh, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern's row was dark. Man, we need to do a whole episode just on animated <laughs> Um But yeah, Batman is just incredible. He, it, Super he, incredible. he and I really want to see him incorporated into Titans. He War. is, you know, he's the king of preppers. If you give him time, he will find a way. But I don't think in this dream sequence back, you know, we, we kind of spiraled away from there about Titans, but back to Titans. I don't think Dick saw that coming 
with all the things that Dick was focused on, was trying to save Batman. I don't think he saw that Dick, or excuse me, that Batman already knew about them. I think... Um, because this is Trigon's little puppeteering the, thing. I think it was Dick knowing and knowing that he couldn't have to, he couldn't plan and that he, like, there would be just a lot of improv. Improv. Yeah. Improvisation. Be, uh, to me, I think this was, this is also Trigon's doing. Because, like, like yeah, you said. a lot of it was. Because even at the end, like, he's talking to Raven, but you know that he was, like, just screwing with the sequence. Mm-hmm. And that was just one hell of a way to close the season. Like, I'm really, really happy that they didn't go with the CW approach of, like, okay, season's over, villain's done, next season, next villain. Like, no. Um, is- Trigon's a big villain to deal with. And there's a lot of potential in, like, where this story could go, what kind of threats they could face, who they could recruit. There's a lot of issues with them fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time they're with Hank and Dawn, like, there's a... The tension related fight. Yeah. Like it's insane. Well, you um, think of- Raven snapping at beast boy. Yeah. Um, Starfire snap will almost killing Raven. Um, so it, it wrapped up on a good place where they still have the same threat because they're still a threat to each other. They're still, they didn't rush the dynamic of these people becoming a team. They're nowhere even close. Yeah. To I think this is, I think this first one is them getting to know each other. The next one, if you know, you don't know. They might say there's going to be his next season, but you don't know how things are going to be. So fingers crossed, there is. I, w- I think it's already greenlit. It is. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's already greenlit. Like they're in the pre-production stages of it right now. Yeah, but like some other things, like um, I won't, I won't believe it until I see actually a trailer and it's on, you know, my TV. Because you know it. And Young Justice is keeping me busy till then. Yeah, that's season three. <laughs> Um, they're for right now, I'm going to go with, yes, they're going to have a second season because you never know. They might pull the plug at the last second. You never know. Fingers crossed. Oh my God. I will, I will curse DC (laughs) if they they actually come up with a good non CG or non animated department and just cancel it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will riot. So I want to talk about one more character while we're on the, the Batman and Robin topic. And it's because we still have uh, the three other to go to. Um, I want to talk about Jason Todd. (laughs) This kid. Oh my God, this kid. I love his initial approach because he's just such a fanboy. Like, oh my God, I get to meet Dick Grayson. Oh, like I I, I get to meet the first Robin. Like you're my idol. I've been dying to meet you. And Dick just does not want to have anything. His like, like Jason Todd's fanboy level is matched with Dick's petty level. Yeah, I agree to that. Especially when they go to the safe house where it's like, oh, you get access to the safe house. He let you drive the Batmobile? <laughs> yeah, I was about to bring you that up. You get to do this? Yeah. You get to do that? Like, oh, like Jason Todd was done so well in this. He's so hot-headed. Um, he's like what? He's a kid, and he's like drinking alcohol in front of Dick, and he's just kind of like, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, he has this this mindset of like, Oh, I'm working with Batman. I'm, I can do whatever I want. Nobody can stop me type of mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the quick approach of like, Oh, so like, where did he adopt you from? It's kind of like, Oh, it's just, I was trying to steal his tires. Yeah. 
you know, they did a great job of showing a quick origin. Um, his character was developed very well, even though he only made like two appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely loved it. Great character. Really want to see more of him, especially what I was saying about how I want like a Robin Origins miniseries. They're like Titans has been more of a Robin show that's just featuring the other three, yeah. in my opinion. Robin and his bitches. Um, basically, basically. And Todd was just an amazing bitch to put in there. Correct. Um, Jason Todd's character, in in my honest opinion, like you, I agree with you. He was he was portrayed really well. I think this, and since this is the early stages of Jason Todd, we, I, I, if they, if the guarantee of a second season, I think he's really going to be in there. They have to bring him back. They got to bring him. That's a big, maybe. Cause they can spider off as a red hood, uh, series with that. But if they bring him back, uh, hopefully he, I, I think that he's going to come back a little bit more edgier. Because remember, he he broke that guy's back. He was when during that fight scene, he's like, "I got this." When he was fighting the cops himself, that action was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, his fight sequence, him and Dick worked very well together. Yeah. But when it came to just watching him, he had so much fun doing stuff that would make people's jaws drop. Like when when you see Dick take on people and crush them, it's like. Oh man, like you feel the pain that Dick is going through. Yeah. When you watch Jason take on in the same appeal, you look at him and you are more uncomfortable with the fact of how much he enjoyed that. Not as opposed to, you know, Dick's darkness. It was just kind of like, oh man, like I just made my day by breaking this cop's back and busting his face. And there's that whole thing about how much he hates the police because he grew up on the streets. Yep. He grew up with um, the corrupt Gotham police. And this was like in Wisconsin, right? Mm. I mm. I think they were in Wisconsin at this point. So it's like comparing like Wisconsin police to like what we hear about Gotham police and the way that he treated them and the intensity that he approached. And we're in a society where, you know, I don't want to get too um, into political issues and whatnot, but, you know, the whole like police brutality thing going on, um, talking about like sensitive topics like that. And translating that into the show, that's something that Jason Todd had to deal with. True. Where he had he has that fuck the police mentality and Dick's like, no, like they're the police. They're trying to help. Yeah, because Dick that, is a, that argument a detective in there. Was just, yeah. Um, I think that the reason why he also, uh, Jason Todd, also went off was because he even said it. What Batman does know won't hurt him. Yeah. And so he, because remember, Jason Todd is the rep, like, you know, he, he went to rebel type deal and he got hurt by Joker, became the Red Hood and became real rebel of the Bat family. Um, then here comes Damian Wayne later. <laughs> but uh, when Jason Todd said that, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. I think that because he has all these skills, he's like, I can let loose because I'm not under watch right now. Who's going to, who's going to yeah. stop me? The old Robin, the old Robin is dealing. It's like, it's like when you like leave your kid, um, like with his uncle mm-hmm. that like doesn't care about the rules. Like, Oh, I want to stay with my cool uncle. Cause you know, he's fun. Like, 
Jason Todd was kind of like, oh, I'm a dick. I can do whatever I want right now. I can drink. I can beat up cops. I can do yeah, this, I can get into that. a club. You know, you know, I can sneak into a club X, Y, and Z because I have all these skills that Batman taught me. Who's going to touch me? And I can. And he lo- He thinks he's invincible. Yes, and that depict that to me shows like how some not saying all how some teenagers think of themselves. I am invincible. You cannot touch me. Like a privileged, spoiled kid. That's him. That's Jason Todd right now. He's a privileged, spoiled vigilante. Yeah. And Dick, he was on a mission. Like he became a vigilante because he wanted to find his parents murderer. Jason Todd doesn't have anything of that sort. It's just, it's just, this is cool. I can do whatever I want because I'm a badass. Mm I agree to that. Like he has no. How old do you think he is? Like fifteen? In the show, I'd say fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Um, what about Dick Grayson? Oh, uh, twenty-two. Early twenty, mid twenties. I say mid twenties. Uh, twenty-three, twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's still pretty young, but I'm trying to think like, um, him being like just kind of like career establishment and well, no, quote unquote. So he's a detective, so he would have to be in his upper upper twenties, because they called him detective. That takes a bit to get. You're not going to get yeah. it in the first five years of you being in a police officer. Now, I don't know how things are now. I think getting detective takes a little bit longer. Now you got to put in your work. You got to put in your footwork before you can put in your desk work. Yeah. Although probably due to lack of police in Gotham, he like ranked up. Oh, that's good. that's a good. So let's say that um, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd had like a ten year age. Okay, difference. yeah, I'll agree to that one. I'll agree to that one, and I also would agree that because of Gotham's downfall, we need to promote people. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think Jason Todd because he has no, uh, I should say, a graphic origin story. Yeah, you know. Dick Grayson, you know, parents were killed. Uh, uh, Jason Todd, Hale was stealing her tires. Uh, even even Tim Drake, Tim Drake didn't have too much of a graphic origin story. He he like he had his parents. He had an education. Uh-huh. He was super smart. He was just he just found out who like, Batman oh, was. Really yeah. So um, the only real person who had a tragic story was Dick, because it related yeah. to Batman's origin story. Mm-hmm. I just think Jason Todd being the teenager depict, uh, you know, showed in this TV series, he is a spoiled privileged vigilante and he has no quote unquote parental figure, Batman telling him what to do right now. So he's on his own. And Dick is even like constantly pointing out like, um, when he was trying to leave um, Raven with Dawn, mm-hmm. like they they kept uh, reemphasizing, like, "Oh, Batman's not good with kids. I wouldn't leave a kid with Batman." Yep. And now, uh, Batman is dealing with the fact that you know he lost his Robin. So not only is he coping by recruiting Jason Todd, he's not disciplining him anyways. He's like, "I don't care what he does. I just I need somebody." Here. Yeah. I, I need a I need a fill. <laughs> I need I, I need a new bullet shield. <laughs> you know, yep. that's what and that's what they said about. That's what he said about why our costumes are all red and red, yellow, and green, and we're bullet shields. It distracts everybody to us. I'm glad they addressed that too. Yep. 
because I never understood why they had the brightest colors for a vigilante, but that was a great approach. Yeah, it's to distract, you know, oh, there's bright colors, you know, let me shoot at that. And then now the shadow is yeah. moving toward me with a fist. Ooh, ouch. So. And it goes back to the fight, the very first fight scene where, you know, he shows up in the red suit. It's like, wait, we know this. Where's mm-hmm. Batman? So, yeah, he got tired of, like, like Dick doesn't want to be in the spotlight, but he doesn't want to be in a shadow. Either. Yeah, he, that's, you know, that's why when Starfire and him would have their conversations, she's like, create your own name. Or not even, sorry, not Starfire. Um, Donna? Do, uh, not Donna. Was it Donna? Um, Wonder, Wonder Girl? Wonder yeah, Girl? Donna, yeah, Donna, Donna Troy. Troy. Um, create your own person. Be yourself. I guess this is a good transition too. Like I wasn't expecting Wonder Girl to be. I wasn't this. expecting anybody else but the Teen Titans, but they threw Wonder Girl in there. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And then the name drops. Like, oh yeah. Um, he even said like, yeah, Superman and Batman don't get along mm-hmm. anymore because Superman doesn't like the way that Batman's been doing things. Like that moral, like they're a good team, but they always had the moral conflict uh, between each other of how they wanted to handle things. Um, and then. Donna like name drops Diana too, mm-hmm. so Wonder Woman's in it. So it's like we actually have like we're we're in a universe. The where Trinity is there. The Justice League is a thing, yeah. where these heroes are a thing. Where you know Batman's not just this unknown vigilante because everybody knows about him. Even um in the in the Hank origin story, they were talking about. I was like, oh man, we could be like another Batman and Robin. Yep. Like. Their names are out there. Superman's name is out there. Wonder Woman's name is out there. This is an age where superheroes and insane vigilantes are a thing. And that's good. Like when Donna Troy came into play, I'm not a huge. Uh, I'm not sorry. I, I'm a fan, but I'm not a huge fan. So I don't know anything about backgrounds of Wonder Woman and the. Neither do I. It was a fresh character yeah, for me because I had like, to Google <laughs> the way she is in Young Justice is nothing like what she is in um, in Titans in uh, in Titans. So th- when I saw her, it was super open mindedness. Like, okay, what are you going to present? Yep. Um, uh, when 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 she came into play, I was like, okay, so when they both told said to each other, like, yeah, when excuse me, um, getting a little lost off a of track when. Dick was like, you know what? I'm out of that game. I kind of had to leave the sidekick, uh, sidekick job. And she was like, yeah, me too. I was like, okay. So is there going to be some other people that they're going to bring in? Other sidekicks that Dick has dealt with. Let's say, for example, Kid Flash. Would he come in out of nowhere? Um, what other sidekickers? Aqualad. No. I have a big one Who? for you. You remember the mid credit scene? Uh, mid credit scene. Uh, oh, Superboy. Superboy. They've already shown Superboy mm-hmm. and Crypto. Well, they didn't know show Crypto because Crypto doesn't come shouldn't come until later. But Crypto's in there. You know when? Yep. What? When? Who else are they going to bring in? Like if they're going to really base it off of, um, so you have Teen Titans. And this is called Titans. Now, are we going to, are they shifting it? Are they calling it Titans and kind of making it a young justice esque type deal? Because remember Superboy was part of the young justice team, quote unquote, with the whole same cabinet approach mm-hmm. too. with the whole, 
quote unquote Teen Titan version of that. Because in Young Justice, Raven is not in there. It's Miss Martian. Nope. Beast uh, Miss Martian, Beast Boy, Starfire. Like Raven's no not there. And Superboy. And Kid Flash. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I think that I feel like that the approach that they're gonna take is from the animated movies. Um because in the animated movies, Nightwing and Starfire have a significant age difference from the rest mm-hmm. of the Titans. Because uh, Terra makes an appearance in that. Mm-hmm. And then you have Beast Boy and Raven. Um, who was who were they trained? Oh, they had Damian Wayne on the there. Yeah, they there had. Well. Um... So I feel like they're going to head that more towards that direction where Dick Grayson and Starfire are going to be like mentors for people who are discovering their powers because Raven and Beast Boy are even at that point where a like, Beast Boy can only transform into a which tiger. is Raven's garbage. never experienced her powers yeah. before. So this is that I, I think they're going to go in that direction where they're going to be mentors towards other people. Donna doesn't want to be a part Correct. of this. She even said she's like, I'm making a difference like through my career, through like the quote unquote human way to do mm-hmm. this. Uh, she's a badass though. Yes. When she took on Starfire and Starfire asked her later, she was like, who are you? He's like, I'm the one that knocked you. <laughs> you know, no big deal. That was awesome. Like, I fell in love with this character quick. I love that there's no um, intimate relationship between her and Dick. I like how she's his constant moral compass. Like, hey, when you're at your lowest, like, like I'm going to be a little toy story here, but you got a friend. Yeah, like that's his good best friend. That's the one he can always turn to. Yeah, she acknowledges like, I'm always going to be better than you. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, with with the, the cameo of Wonder Girl and Superboy coming out, I think they're going to start. I, I'm just wondering who they're going to throw in, but I think they're going to start moving toward like a Young Justice type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aqualad, Blue Beetle, Kid Flash, you know, the guys that, that we're seeing nowadays. Roy Harper. <laughs> um, uh, you know, to see him as Arsenal, is Roy, yeah, that yeah. would be Arsenal or Red oh, Arrow. That would be awesome. You know, Speedy. They did a good job in the Arrow TV show with this, so it'd be cool to see Speedy make an approach. Yeah, uh, the, the, it, um, I haven't kept up with Arrow too much. I only watched first three seasons. Don't kill me. <laughs> uh, Hell, I would love to see Batwoman in this because um, her name drop was, came up in the nightmare sequence. Yeah, but um, I would like to see Barbara as Batgirl. Yeah, Oracle. Um, or Oracle, either mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, th- they 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 can do so much with Titans show if they keep going with this, but they got to make the secondary characters a little bit better if they want everybody to still stay interested. This can't be an all Robin show. So to me, if let's say, because to me, this first season was about Robin, a little sprinkle of Raven, maybe next. Yeah. More than a sprinkle. Yeah. I would say, you know, 60% Robin. This was all him. Um, about 30%. 30 percent raven and about five and you know the rest of it mixed between starfire and beast boy not too much um 
Yeah, they are just kind of like show add-ons. Yeah, so I'm, they're not main characters. So I'm hoping that next season, because if they if they really can push this push these out to multiple seasons, they can at least have four good seasons. They can do next season sixty percent um sixty percent Raven. You know, th- they should have Trigon. Yep, thirty percent. Let's go Beast Boy, and then the rest split up between Starfire. And Robin, and then continue those ratios all the way up throughout all four characters, and then the fifth season, they they are shared the the whole percentage is shared equally. And it works out because Beast Boy still has to learn all of his power. Um, Raven has a major um, villain to deal with. We barely know anything about Starfire's origins. Like they just touched on the fact that she is an alien. She came because there's a mission. She was um, to kill on Starfire's point. Um. Teen Titans did this, and I'm hoping they do some type of version of this where her sister comes for her, <laughs> where there was a coup that she wasn't involved mm-hmm. in, and it's like, hey, um, Starfire's been gone for a while. I'm gonna go see what see what happened. Then she comes, visits her sister, and then like in an attempt to kill her for like I guess the throne or for power or because of the mission, because apparently there's assassins on their mm-hmm. whole planet. That's when she finds out, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on um, on my home planet right now. So there's a lot of potential with all these characters. And it's crazy thinking that this first season was only 11 episodes. Yeah. They were 11 (laughs) strong episodes. It had a lot of origin. Like, there's so much that we're talking about right now. And we're only halfway. Like, we've only talked about Robin, really. Yeah. And uh, the Bat family. Like we've barely touched on uh, the other characters, but if if they can knock out this much information in eleven episodes in one season, then there's a lot of potential that they could do. Like Arrow and shows like Gotham hit like twenty six episodes mm-hmm. just to knock out one villain. Yeah, um, I with just so many fillers and just like you can't name all the minor villains that have showed up so i i really hope that they stick with this approach of primary objective and i really hope little off-roads here and there i really i don't mean to cut you off but i really hope they keep this dark version of it and not turn it not turn it into like hey you know now more kids are watching this so we have to turn it to batman forever type deal and have neon everywhere and corn Kids better not corny little jokes and 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 stuff like that. No, I I hope they keep with this darkness, this dark veil, and only show it come off at the end. No, at the end of a good of a good seasons, couple seasons, I should say. I'm trying to think of like everyone's darkness like especially when they were in that torture chamber um what beast boy has on his shoulder is like really intense right now I, i'm kind of he's not he's learning good go, go for it oh well to me i'm kind of disappointed with beast boy i understand he only knows how to change into a tiger but he's been with the doom patrol for i don't know how long they're gonna um uh how long they depicted him being with them you know for a few years you're telling me in those few years of you knowing about this power, your power, you can only change into a tiger. 
I don't feel like they were trying to really teach him though. Like they were trying to shelter him and kind of keep him away from everything. But the doctor in there was also trying to train all of them because uh, Doom Patrol. Well, Doom Patrol is coming out with their own series on the DC uh, little uh, thing. Mm -hmm. DC universe. So we might see more of him, and then my questions may be answered. We might see more Beast Boy in that Doom Patrol type series. Um. I think that if they were, because Doom Patrol is a team, so if you need to work as a team, you need to train and fight like a team. I think mm -hmm. that um, Beast Boy, in my opinion, should have been at least able to change into something more than just a tiger. So not m more, but different animals. I would have said at least two. Maybe the tiger is his main one, and then you show me something else another episode. Maybe two more episodes later, you show me another, like, change into the bird you usually use to fly around with. Um, oh, you know what would be cool? Go ahead. If, um, if his interaction with Trigon is what opens it. Mm. Like, what if Trigon kind of, like, gets in his head? So, like, say he tries to recruit him. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you know, Beast Boy wants to help Raven. Raven is stuck with Trigon right now. So what if Trigon is just kind of like, okay, if he's going to be in my arsenal, I need him to be stronger. And he opens up the potential. He shows him like what he's capable of. Yeah, you have powers. the whole animal kingdom at your fingertips. And it still keeps it. So like he gets that training. He learns what he's capable of. And it still stays in this very strong storyline. Mm, and might reveal his Because Raven has, showed, um, Raven has showed uh, Starfire what she's capable of she's opened up her memory so if raven not having control of her powers can open up starfire this much imagine what trigon can do for beast boy yeah i agree i, I would agree to that i just thought that this this series this season would show just a little bit more like i said it's overall to me a b plus I thought it would show a little bit more of Beast Boy's transformations because that's I guarantee you that's what some people were looking at, looking for, I should say. Mm -hmm. Beast Boy's my favorite character. Uh, not not mine, but Beast Boy's my favorite character. I want to see him green. Cool. I'm ready for it. Here comes the stills. Okay. I don't want to... Uh, he, he is not green. Maybe in, in the trailer we'll see him green. Okay, he's still not green. Maybe in the season we'll see him green. He's still not green. That was a, probably a big disappointment for some of Beast Boy's fans. Also, that he only changed into one animal. That's probably a big letdown for a lot of people who wanted to see a live, quote unquote, you know, a live action changeling, an animal changeling, yeah. and do more than just a tiger. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, a tiger he could not control. That's not the Beast Boy we know, but. You're right. I do like how they're going with this. And this is a whole new quote unquote DC universe. That's really dark. And these might be new origin storylines that we don't know about that. Someone, whoever, you know, I forgot the director's name and the writers are testing the waters to see if people would respond to this. I was really happy that when I saw that the, the producer from the Arrowverse was involved mm -hmm. in this and Greg Berlanti because I think he's been doing a phenomenal job and he's working with Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Black mm -hmm. Lightning, and then the uh, the animated series, Constantine, Ray, 
Um, like he has a lot on his shoulders, and I feel like everything that like he's got the Midas touch <laughs> when it comes to DC properties. Um, you you use the golden word like twenty times at the beginning of this, where fans of DC who were watching the show had to be open minded. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we can stress that enough that this show is like nothing you've seen on screen before when it comes to DC properties. It is definitely unique. It touches a lot of um, uh, different perspectives. It plays with the characters in terms of design and background and interaction. It's nothing like the TV shows. It's nothing like the animated series. They have their similarities. They touch on big things. But overall... With an open mind perspective, that's why I enjoyed it so much. I was I was I was disappointed with Beast Boy, but I know that there's so much potential for yeah, it. Starfire was my biggest letdown, but I know there's potential for it. Even like when she was the FBI agent, she used her powers and she had like normal hair, but it turned red with mm-hmm. her powers. I'm very okay with that. I am okay with um, Beast Boy turning green before he turns into an animal. But this show has done. A very well job for somebody who had low expectations because to go into a service that you have to pay for to watch a tv show that has a lot of speculation like you got to be a big dc Correct. fan for that and i was not disappointed i, I wasn't either um, i was very entertained by the whole show i agree that this was whoever um the person who did this this was a big risk people were going to mm-hmm. love it or hate it you know, that's the way it is. It's like licorice. You're going to love it or hate it. That's it. And based off the trailer, like it was a lot. Yeah. Of but to a true diehard DC fan, like you said, you have to pay for the service. Or if you know there's other ways around it, you can find ways to watch it. Um, but you and to go in this, like, all right, I'm focused. I'm going to base everything off of what I see on screen. And then see this, you're going to get let down. You are. If you're yeah. going to base it off the Teen Titans TV, the the original TV show, the cartoon show, and then Teen Titans, quote them, you know, if you want to, Teen Titans Go, some of the Young Justice, um, or all of the Young Justice, the DC animated uh, universe, universe films, movies, and you're going to watch this, and you're expecting to see all that, you're going to be let down. But if you come in with this with was- an open mind you're going to see some of a little bit of dabble of everything and someone's very, very creative version of the Titans. And you, you'll you be very entertained. I don't think anyone's going to be let down with it unless they go in with an attitude like, well, already, F this, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to, to one podcast um, re- reviewing the show beforehand, and they spent... I think about six, seven minutes when they were talking about like the design of the mm-hmm. characters talking about how they wish Dick, uh, Dick Grayson's hair was black. I was like, you guys are going to go that deep into it. I, like, man, you know, you know, he has black hair in the comics and I was like, Oh my God, that's a like, little too much. There's so much to talk about in this show when this had to be a topic. Um, in terms of marketing and the way that the show carried out. Um, and I think our, our review of this show is proof of this. It was really smart of them to make 
the first season, 60-70% Robin and Batman and Jason Todd and everything between them. Because with how much of a risk that this show took, it's easier... I feel like there's more Batman fans than there are um, Teen Titans fans. And the first season tackling that, there's going to be a lot of Robin. There's going to be two Robins. There's going to be Batman. That was a good target to draw the audience because of the negative impact that they had from the trailers. Um, That was smart of them as kind of like a Mm -hmm. lure of like, you're going to get a lot of Batman stuff and you're going to get a lot of Robin stuff in here. Like then you can pull in because that, that majority of the Batman fandom. And then once you have that catch and the Batman fan saying, Oh, this is a good show. Check it out. Check it out. Like just watch it for it being good. Like if you, if you can impress the Batman fans, they can start bringing in other fans into the service, into this show. And then once you have people baited into season one, then season two is like, okay, we, we got our fan base. Let's pick it up from there. Let's work mm-hmm. on Starfire. Let's work on Raven. Let's work on Beast Boy and whoever else we decide. I'll to agree. But then I might have to add, well, I'm, I am going to add that you do have your Batman fans out there. And, you know, Robin was created by Batman. But then you have the ones that are just straight up diehard Robin fans. Straight up diehard Beast Boy fans, straight up diehard Ravens, and you know Starfires. Each character has their own fan base, regardless of Batman. And, yeah. but in terms of numbers, I'm pretty sure. Oh Batman's yeah, of course, higher. of course, <laughs> Batman will dominate all of them. Um, I think if a person comes in here basing their expectations off of you know. Robin's fan base and uh, his R should have been more of an angular R instead of, you know, an obtuse R, whatever. I'm just speaking womp, pretty womp, much, womp, right? Womp, you know? womp, womp, womp. They come in here watching this, this series, this season with such a closed mind. They're not, they're not going to get what they want. They come in yeah. here with an open mind, straight up open they'll see the little details that the writers and the director and the producers and even the actors themselves have put in to their characters. They'll appreciate it more. And that to me, if that, if they, if like their fan, this Titans season fan base comes in with something like that and it recruits more people to watch it open-mindedly. Like I think you mentioned earlier, your friend who's never seen this season before watched a few episodes with you and it was like okay whoa yeah he, yeah he had yeah. a comment about which everybody had a comment about starfire looking like a prostitute um, besides that he came in with an open mind and i bet he's hooked now yeah he was even saying like i gotta find a way to watch mm-hmm. the rest of the season i was like we can keep coming over and watching it like i'm fine watching it again because i like uh, there's there's a few things where it's like I have this small compilation of things that I can just watch over and over. I've lost track of how many times I've watched mm-hmm. Daredevil. I've lost track of how many times I've watched um, Infinity War. And yeah, Civil you have War. your. Everybody has their um, their set of movies or set of a TV show or even music that no matter what they they can always watch it over and over again. 
like some of my like like yeah, my movies I'm, that I like to watch, Half Baked, Super Troopers, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> um, I can watch any of my Batman animated series or the Batman movies themselves over and over again. I might Under the Red Hood is my all time mm, favorite. Yes, uh, I might save for my Batman live action movies. I might skip. Uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, because I kind of didn't like how they portrayed Bane and Catwoman in that one. They, but the first two uh, of those, especially with um, uh, Joker and uh, The Dark Knight. Mm. Yes, I would watch those over and over again. That was yeah. cool. This season, I would watch it again. That's no problem with me. But people coming in, they got to be open-minded for this. They have to be severely open-minded. They come in looking at like belt lining their freaking, how come he's not wearing tights or his cape is not yellow underneath and his hair has to be black. You're going to be severely disappointed. If we're going in like three tiers, I like, I like to rank my think my, uh, my content in tiers when it's like comparison. Um, so top tier, middle tier, low tier. I'm putting Titans in top tier when it comes to DC on-screen content. You mean on-screen TV content or on-screen on-screen content? Let's go okay. TV for now because there's enough, um, in- including animated Ooh. TV. Mm. See, okay, uh, if I'm going... It's, it's a show that I'm invested in. It's a show where the cliffhangers had me screaming. It's a show where I'm interested in the characters and enough that I'm making a two-hour speculation <laughs> episode um, with so much so much more that we could still be talking about. And I think we're going to start like wrapping it up because I'm pretty sure we're about two hours into this. Um, yeah, I think this is top tier for me because the action is great. The character development is great. The potential of where it could go on is great. Um I'm I'm not disappointed. So. Okay, so if I'm going to go based off your tier level, which I I would I want I want to try to do it. Uh, you said bottom, middle, and top. Overall, the yep. show itself I would put as a top tier. Uh, if I want to break it down a little bit, characters, mm, I'm I'm sitting on the border between middle and top because I still okay. I know there's so much potential for it, and maybe if the potential does come to fruition then I'll put it in the top tier, but Beast Boy and Starfire kind of bring that tier rating system down for me. They're the, the weakest, weakest link. link. They, they, they either got to get stronger or you know, have some dramatic ending for them, <laughs> which then they'll kill yeah. the whole series, so I hope not, but they got to get stronger. Um, the action-wise, top tier. Top tier all the way. Um Especially for martial arts. Yeah, the, 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 the cleanliness of the moves, and like I was saying earlier, no one's holding up a, a, a block, a preemptive, a premature block or a premature throw. No one looks like when I hit them, they're already into the middle of a backflip before I even swung. It, it, yeah. The action was great. And, and the storyline, top tier. The only thing I'm going to have to, like everything was pretty much top tier. The trailer itself, <laughs> that was a bottom tier for me. Oh, yeah. That had more shit mm-hmm. talk than anything else. Like, 
That the the trailer alone made me not. Yeah, I was like one of those ones like, eh, I'll wait for it to get into the five dollar bin at Walmart. So yeah, it's because I knew Young Justice was coming out, and I'm pretty sure they planned this. That it was like, okay, I'm gonna be on this service anyways for Young Justice. Let yeah. me watch it. Was not just no, not at all. Overall, top tier. The only thing, like I said, if I had to break everything down, was the characters. Beast Boy and Starfire as pushing them into that middle tier. They need to get stronger. But other than that, I would tell someone to watch it. And if they are going to watch it with an extreme open mind, take all the knowledge you've had from your your references, your comics, your your Teen Titans original show, and go Young Justice, your DC uh, animated universe movies take all of that knowledge and sprinkle it into one whole show it's a sprinkle because this is somebody's version that's very dark and very cool um and you won't be disappointed that's 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 my take on it um and it may not be your version and that's okay but at least you gave it a try with an open mind and decided hey this isn't for me i i appreciate teen titans go i won't agree with you but if you like Teen Titans Go more than yeah, Titans, this then, is hey, this is like um, a f- this is a fan base esque type deal. This is like solely yeah. like you know what I am a DC fan. I'm gonna watch this even if it's crappy. Like I, I know I'm just I'm 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 putting this in there. So would Ben Affleck right? His mm-hmm. <laughs> his portrayal of Daredevil was garbage back in the day. I was very hesitant to watch his version of Batman. I am a die. I never watched Daredevil, so I was very okay with the <laughs> Don't. I mean, if you want a good laugh, sure. But um, no. the reason why I watched Daredevil was because Daredevil is my dad's favorite character. He's a diehard Daredevil fan. He went, We both went in there. We watched it, and we're like, ugh, this sucks. Flash forward, Ben Affleck is now portraying Batman. I am. I was very scared, but I am a diehard Batman fan, so I watched it. wasn't that disappointed. Not at all. I, we can go on a whole thing about that, but that's the same thing here. If you are a diehard Titan fan, just the Titans themselves, or a diehard DC fan, you'll go and watch this with an open mind and make your own opinion. This is not everybody's cup of tea. So a lot, a lot of people are not going to like it. There's some that will, and you never know. People might, you know, the people who listen to this, it might change one person's mind. Like, oh yeah, I'm glad I took an open-minded approach to this, and now I'm hooked. And now we got another DC Titan fan. That being said, for the listeners, if you have gotten this far into the show, um, there is a Facebook page now, Fandom Chit Chat, same logo as um, what's on the podcast. Would love to hear um, feedback on what people think of these topics that are coming up so that when we do these recordings, we can include y'all's feedback and what y'all think so that we can uh, talk about things that you guys want to talk about as well. So definitely check out that Facebook page. Um, The only time that I've really used this uh, rating Mm -hmm. tier system is when I ask people like their favorite MCU movies. But I think I think this might be like my go-to as like every episode we break it down to 
character design, story, and action, and just start rating it. Yeah, into tiers. and um, you know, I, I I like it, bottom tier, middle tier, top tier, and um, just uh, I would say give an explanation as to why, like we did earlier, you know, top tier because of this, middle tier because of this, bottom tier because of this. This is a very early and young podcast, so I like that these little things are coming out just by going by each episode. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. This is uh, this is my very first podcast, and uh, with with anything, so this was pretty cool. Just to like, you know, this is a um, basically it's like a little geek out session with some good topics and some serious like digging into some certain details and stuff like that, and it was enjoyable, man. And I appreciate you inviting world. me onto this. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Fandom Chit Chat. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Once again, would love to hear your feedback. Um, Ish, thank you very much for being on the show. We do this in person a lot, so it was uh, truly an honor having you on the show. Anytime, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'm looking forward to hear some of the feedback questions you guys got. And um, if you invite me back, man, I'll try to answer whatever they got to the best of our knowledge. <laughs> There is a lot of DC content we've been covering. Um, the episode of Aquaman has already been put up. This is the episode for Titans, and I am going to have Ish back for the Elseworlds episode, oh, yeah. so keep an eye out for that. That's going to be fun. I got some so many things for that one. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next time. Chat with you soon.